0: today in the attorney career advice podcast with harrison barnes
1: another thing that is important to understand is lawyers are often followers as opposed to leaders and but the entrepreneurs are different animal most entrepreneurs do not pay themselves because they need to pay their employees first just because you're smart doesn't mean you have these skills this is one that i hate because a lot of lawyers especially ones with good credentials believe that their credentials and their intelligence entitle them to be successful, while entrepreneurs understand the business is about something completely different. I'm just gonna say it. A lot of times, people that went to great law schools and got great grades think they're gonna be, because you're so smart, they're gonna, whatever business they go in is going to do just great because they're so smart. The problem with that thought process, again, I'm not, it's not true, is that just because you're a very good mathematician, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great novelist. Come on, these are different styles of thought. It's just it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. You Have to understand that. So lawyers place a lot of importance on their credentials. They believe that having a law degree, um, having done well academically, and having worked with a prestigious law firm gives them the credentials to be successful in anything that they choose to do. And that's just not the case. I'm sorry, but being an entrepreneur is different. It's a different again. The possibility thinking. The the creative thinking and the willingness to change directions and things. These are things that are about an entrepreneur. And and again, I speak to attorneys all the time who think that their potentials will make them successful in the business world. Inside the legal environment, this may be true. Again, if you're an attorney inside of a law firm, like hell yeah, you should be paid a lot of money. You're paid for specialized knowledge the ability to find fault in things, the ability to come up with good arguments. If you're a litigator, the ability, this is a skill. It's something that most entrepreneurs can't concentrate on. These are skills. Um, and But these abilities are different than what you need in the business world. I talk to people all the time. They're like, I went to Yale Law School. I'm going to I'm going to go and show them how to do things over there at this company with $100 million in revenue. No, you're not. You have no idea. You you may be able to write a great appellate brief or whatever or do a transaction, but that's not the same thing. Business people succeed because they see ideas and possibilities. They come up with ideas for products and services. They organize people and they manage them and they inspire them, which is a whole different uh to carry out the things and then they promote these products and services to the market. These are different skills. The skill of being an attorney is not coming up with ideas for products and services. The skill of being an attorney is not managing people to promote these products and services. And the skill is not inspiring people. These are just different skills. Like, you don't, just because you're smart doesn't mean you have these skills. I would not probably be a very good, lots of things, because I don't have the skills. It's just what it, it's the same thing with you. Entrepreneurs are using feedback to, constantly change their products and services and marketing. And again, this is a completely different set of skills from what it takes to be effective as an attorney. It's night and day. So I just, I wanna make sure that if you think because you're smart, you're gonna be a good entrepreneur. No, that's again, most entrepreneurs could never be an attorney. So it's not, but these are just different personality types. And again, the problem is when you've been practicing law for several years, you've developed a very narrow skill which is a great skill. You have a very special skill. But again, you don't have the skill of being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are learning this thing from the time they're very young. I'm having a meeting with a, an entrepreneur that started a, graduated from high school and then went to UCLA, which is a good school, great school, and started a business right after that. And does hundreds of millions of dollars a year. He just understands entrepreneurship. Uh, and and but most entrepreneurs by the way never went to college or finished high school and they have the skills they're just this is their skill they think this way and and they have the skills needed to succeed in business and they've often had them since they've been very young and attorneys who start businesses it's they get eaten alive because they've never developed the skills needed to be good at business i you know i used to have the so i have these sometimes these people that like the Like deans of law schools and things come to, there's a school near my, my, where I live, Pepperdine, that has a law school. And they have these meetings every, I don't know, for professors from around the country. I don't know, sometimes they're about arbitration and things. So I will have professors from different law schools that come to Pepperdine. And sometimes they're professors, sometimes they're the deans of law schools, and I'm not going to name any of them. But it's funny, like they, they talk about starting their own business. They always come to me and they talk about, I have this business idea for this or this business idea for this. And it's amazing to me. I'm like, wow, because I listen to these ideas and they're just, they're really freaking bad. They're like, you know, uh, and they're not. And again, I'm not criticizing these professors or these deans, but sometimes, but they're not business people. They're academics and they're not even lawyers. They are, are liars, but they don't think like lawyers. They think like academics. Again, so academic is not a lawyer. They make horrible lawyers. The academic is not a entrepreneur entrepreneur is not an academic you just people need to understand like their skills that you develop and so these professors by the way when when i listen to these ideas i'm like this is just freaking crazy just because it's so but they think that because they're smart because they're they've went to stanford or whatever and then they clerked for the supreme court now they're a dean of this big law and again i'm not giving any examples because that's not anybody that i've talked to qualified as far as i know but the point is that they're not entrepreneurs and and again, uh, being an entrepreneur is uh, much different. So I had a very funny experience uh, recently. So I'm a member of this group called the Young President's Organization. And we were, this is a while ago, we were and there's no attorneys in this group, by the way, no attorneys working in law firms. And I was like, wow. And there's one actually, a guy has got a huge book of business, I don't know, but it's probably at least $50 million. And he's at a, a big firm, big New York based firm, or maybe I don't know which one, in and so I was trying to sponsor an attorney that I know, that a very famous, not famous, but well-known kind of national figure. And I went to the board and I was like, "You guys can be blood men. We do all this, and I'm president of this my chapter that I'm in." And, and they're like, "No way!" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" So he's never had to make payroll. He's never had to struggle for money. He's an employee of a law firm and this organization is for people that have run their own businesses and started businesses and you have to have a big business to do it i don't know what it is but you have to have i don't know 50 plus employees and 12 15 million in revenue or something and it has to, you have to own the business i don't know there's other qualifications you can work for a business but you have to be a certain i don't know but there's but anyway they were, but i think i don't think you work for a business but anyway the point is that they were like no they're like no and there's one attorney and i was like what about this attorney this other Chapter and they're like we never would have let them in. That was a mistake. And I mean, and I'm like, wow. Like this is how the entrepreneurs look upon attorneys. Like they think that they're. And again, I'm not criticizing the organization. I'm just saying that it's not people that are entrepreneurs. Not consider attorneys entrepreneurs. And the, most attorneys have never had to struggle for money because they're working for other people. And you need to have this mindset to be successful in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs and business people. Most of them have had. Very significant struggles with money so they have to raise money to make the companies go sometimes they've had difficulty making payroll they may not be able to market things they they have to lay people off to make to keep the business running they have they may have failed in different businesses they may go bankrupt they may have all sorts of problems i remember my first business was a asphalt ceiling business in detroit and one of my first forays into it uh, i had a bad day where you would put this asphalt product on a bunch of driveways and and then if it rained, it would all wash away and go in the street and all this stuff. So I had this horrible thing happen where I put it on, I did it two days in a row and it rained so hard that uh, most of my driveways, it's like $2,000 or something worth of this asphalt ceiling stuff all washed away. And then I bounced checks and I had to go back and people didn't pay me and I had to redo the work and and I got a migraine headache. It was very difficult and almost gave up. And I would never been so stressed out. Sounds appeared louder than they really were. Cause I was, my head was, so it's just, this is the kind of struggles that entrepreneurs have to go through and it breeds hunger and scrappiness and it makes them unique because it just makes them unique. Elon Musk too. I mean, he, the way he used to cut corners to save money and things, even when he was successful, is amazing. Cause he figured $1 invested now would be worth a hundred later. And I was reading, um, Anyway, but entrepreneurs have to be looking for deals. They're always bargaining everything. They're careful about how they spend money. They're they're always seeking to to do things more cheaply if possible, and they're hungry to grow their business or start new ones because they don't want to fail financially. They've tasted what it is like not to have money, and they don't like it. They just don't. They don't like it at all. They want to make sure that um, that they succeed. So this failure is. They makes them make make some experience to never experience failure again so every time they fail they become more and more scrappy and it's like the draft getting knocked down they just learn again and again and that's part of the lesson when you're an attorney in a law firm you're just getting a check and just keeps can you show up and you do your academic type work and it's stressful but you get paid and lawyers have a different background most have been in positions where they've been paid to use their minds exclusively since college they just and i love the idea about that. it that's awesome if you can do that wow and and you're paid a lot of money to sit behind a desk and do the sorts of work that lawyers do it's a freaking awesome job you're supported by secretaries paralegals and others many times you're given very comfortable offices you have health insurance you can easily qualify for mortgages and live in nice neighborhoods you can send your kids to good schools in these neighborhoods you but the entrepreneurs are a different animal most entrepreneurs do not pay themselves because they need to pay their employees first. So again, like if you're an entrepreneur and you don't pay your people on time in like California or something, good luck, man. You're going to get fined and lawsuits. And even if we just miss a day, I had an s- instance once where I hired a guy that, and we put him on payroll at a property I own to to build a fence because I had some goats. I don't know what it was a long story, but I had some goats and sheep and and I needed a fence because these goats were, I needed a higher fence. And, and this is like I was doing some farm animals. And uh, anyways, and this guy was paid a day late. And I don't know why it was. I think it was because he had, and anyway, that those fines for that were thousands of dollars. And it was just crazy. And, and so you, it's just different animals. So, uh, and he was paid a day late because he'd filled out some, didn't fill, I don't know what happened, but, but entrepreneurs need to lay off employees. They need, and then they need to be able to rapidly scale up again when the business gets busy. They need to not worry about what people think about them when they do these things. Look at these companies; how many people they lay off? Well, I'm going to do cut corners. I'm going to do whatever you can. And and a lot of times, businesses have, entrepreneurs need to live frugally, and and then they need to be extra motivated because of the experience of, uh, of failing they don't want to happen again. They need to get up like the giraffe. And again, lawyers often lack the hunger because they've never failed, and so. If you come up against someone like the giraffe, it's been knocked down 50 times, and you're a lawyer, and you're negotiating against them, or you're in business against them, who do you think going to win? Think about it. That's like me and the law professors talking about, or deans talking about their business they want to start. Wow. Like, it's just so, you know, you're going to be much less effective many times if you try to be an entrepreneur as a lawyer. And again, I'm just telling you this to warn you, because a lot of people... That are watching this are going to do it i'm sure but and so you need to understand that you need to be as hungry and you and again you need to know how to manage things and how to keep costs down and how to be aggressive at marketing how to do you think i send emails i'm sure people have gotten emails from me and people will respond to those emails thank you
0: do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job we do and one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards, because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today.
1: I saw a picture of so-and-so online, and she looks like, say awful things back to me, like just horrible things. And I don't know why people are that way, but... That's their prerogative. And so I have to continue going forward and, and people will get upset with me for different things. And But you have to constantly be able to innovate and take getting knocked down and step back up. Again, every time I send an email, I have I risk people getting mad at me. I have if a law firm that doesn't pay me on time or does, decides they want to get away and I tell them about it. They attack me. It's just crazy. But you have to be willing to do all that kind of stuff. And so the other thing is lawyers tend to be poor marketers compared to entrepreneurs and business people. It's not true across the board. There's some lawyers that are freaking incredible marketers. Some of the most famous marketers that are not attorneys and maybe just went to law school, but they're, they are attorneys, but they never practiced very long are actually attorneys that are marketers. So there's a lot of very good attorneys, but most attorneys are poor marketers. Lawyers are so bad at marketing, a lot of them. That used to be illegal for lawyers to advertise. Now I'm not talking about the lawyers that are advertising on buses and television and things in consumer facing practice areas. Those are the largest law firms view it as undignified. They think that the quality of their work should engender referrals and they should never have to talk to people. About why they should use them, and they should never have to market. And I was at a big law, New York law firm, and I was like, I want to go out and pitch this firm, and I want to do all this stuff. Do you have a Do you have a, a any brochures I can bring with me? I'm just fired up about this. I want to get some business because I was bringing in business. Is everyone should doing? When I was a third year associate, I was bringing in I don't know a lot, twenty five thousand a month. And you have to. You, this is a job of an entrepreneur is bringing business, and this is where I was at. But I was like, I said to this firm, I was like, Do you have any? I would like uh, brochures and stuff to bring me. And they said, oh, we never thought about that. No, we don't have anything like that. And, I was, and then I was like, are you sure? And then a couple of days later, I got this call. And the, it was from the marketing manager. And they said, we've got something for you. And I said, what is that? And they printed up these cards that were like this big that said, DeweyBallantyne.com. It's all it said. Was there, and this is what you're supposed to give people. That's all it said. It was, just, it was on heavy paper. And you're supposed to give, this is their marketing pitch. It's like, this is a major firm that, I mean, back then was doing hundreds and hundreds, maybe a billion dollars a year representing all these giant banks. This is their mark. That was their marketing collateral. This is how law firms think. And marketing may be considered, uh, is considered undignified in some quarters where attorneys, it's law. It's not necessarily the kind of thinking that's needed to sustain a business and get it off the ground. Look at the freaking publicity stunts that, the, these major entrepreneurs think you can there, there are tons of them and uh, su- to succeed a business needs to get their name out there and they need to be seen do you think that i'm worried about being seen you have to um, i just did these brochures or something and uh, there were pictures of me i don't know driving a porsche or something and another one of me and people are like how could you possibly show yourself uh, even though it's not even a car that i currently i mean, anyway it's but how could you possibly do that? This is what entrepreneurs do. They have to get out there and be seen. And you need to take risks to get, to get the attention of the public. And whether it's in-person meetings or advertising or publicity stunts or other ways, this is what entrepreneurs do. They have to get out there and be seen. You have to stand up and uh, sometimes they make a fool of themselves. They'll dress up in chicken costumes. Who knows? They'll do whatever they can to be seen. And uh, I've seen entrepreneurs and businesses. I've been at presentations before where entrepreneurs like it doesn't even matter what you're selling it's just all about how you promote it now i don't believe that but these are famous marketing people say things like this like they don't even know what they're selling they're just they know what they're selling but it's more important to sell it it's more important to be able to market whatever they're selling than the product is itself and and i believe that a well-branded product sells better than the equivalent you can go to i was at the grocery store there or no where is it cbs The other day and uh, I saw the funniest thing there was some brain vitamins that I thought looked fun but make your brain smarter or something and uh, so I was looking at these brain vitamins and CVS there was a there was a huge thing of this these brain vitamins that CVS had manufactured and then there was another display with some branded product these brain vitamins and the branded product was like 69 dollars a jar and the one for CVS Was like nine dollars or something, and I looked at them, and there was the exact same ingredients. There was no difference, but the ones that were the sixty-nine dollars, the expensive ones, were almost sold out. I'm like, what the hell? It's the exact same thing. So branded products, things that have advertisements and lots of colors and things, are always much more popular. And and lawyers are often afraid when they deal with marketing; they're often afraid of looking dumb, making mistakes or being offensive in the smallest possible way to the marketing audiences. This is what lawyers do. Lawyers get marketing products a lot of times and they make fun of them. And a lot of times they let their egos get involved in marketing. And they believe that they should, someone is going to view them negatively if they, they their marketing somehow sticks out. And I see this with attorneys all the time. It's crazy. And this just it holds them back. And this is not what you can be if you want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, lawyers want referrals and they depend on this. And but in the real world, the best marketers get the most business. I cannot believe, I'll just say this to you right now, everyone on this call, I cannot believe how much money some of these personal injury attorneys make. Like it is amazing to me. And these are people, a lot of them come come from major, like the biggest law firms there are and gone to the best law schools. And they make this entrepreneurial decision to start a personal injury firm and they're doing the right thing. And and I would suggest to you that personal injury is an entrepreneurial type of practice area, I think, because you're it's someone's hurt and that's all the proof you need. It's not like all these motions. It's just different. It's not like commercial litigation or something or corporate law. And but the marketing these guys do is a freaking incredible and then they get a lot of business. And then when I say make a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, some of them per year. Wow. Like just Wow. And, uh, and they're like, oh, I'm going to, I only spent $80,000 for my tickets to the Super Bowl, but they were good. See, I mean, this kind of stuff. No. Whether it's, that's not how I think, and I'm not, but this is the kind of thinking that they can do. Whether it's Steve Jobs, Richard Branson with his balloons and all these stunts, or Donald Trump, who's a great marketer, come on. Wow. You can market your way into the freaking White House. Promotion is what the most successful business people do. This is what Steve Jobs did. It's, it's this is, about marketing and so you can't care if you do if you're doing this if you're an attorney this is your job lawyers are also poor customer service compared to entrepreneurs and business people now not all of them are but a lot of them are they're paid to give answers understand legal issues and take sides for clients in different legal environments and uh, they're not paid to understand a bunch of points of view and for their customers and clients and make sure that every customer is as happy as possible and Again, servicing a client may require customer service related skills, but the business environment is almost always going to go wrong and making people happy needs to be a priority. And to be good at customer service, a business really needs to be to like its customers and to understand their points of view and care about them. Meaning, if you're a business and you're you're running a company like you need to fall in love with your customers. Do you think I like you? Of course I do. i like every, I love attorneys. Like I I'm crazy about them. Do you think I like law firms? Yes. I love them. I'm crazy about them. Like you have to, I do. I love you so much. I'm doing this webinar. I love everyone. That's, I love what I do. I love my audience. I And this is what you have to do to be good at it. You have to fall, you have to love your customers. And, but lawyers are more focused on legal issues. They're focused on the other side and the enemy and the, the customers. And they don't necessarily fall in love with them. And, and they're used to being right and discounting the points of views of others that aren't on their side. And that's just what it is. It's just a different point of view. You have to, if you're an entrepreneur to, do you think Steve Jobs loved? and creating interfaces that were easy for people to use. You you have to be focused on your customers and loving them to be an entrepreneur. And that's not something that all attorneys do. Lawyers are also poor managers. And again, most attorneys are not good managers. Business schools, when you go to a business school, by the way, it's like, wow, like they're doing like all this collaboration, all these groups and everyone kind of boosting each other up and all this these special terms. And it's all about, this is what business schools teach. That it's all about collaboration. And again, business people that go to business school are not always entrepreneurs. So I want to be very clear on that. But law schools do not teach collaboration the same way. And most law firms are led by attorneys who don't have any significant training managing others. It's just what it is. And therefore, most attorneys, associates, and partners tend to have very high levels of dissatisfaction practicing law. There are some law firms that are very well managed that people are very happy at. I could call out some a lot of names, but there's a lot of very nice law firms out there that people like and that are well managed, but most law firms aren't. Orc is an example with very happy people for the most part. There's some great law firms out there. Orc is a very nice firm. And there's other firms that you know where they're not. And most of them are not happy. When I talk to managers that work for our company, they tell us, oh, every lawyer I speak to is unhappy. And then and, and that's just wow, it's not true, but a lot of them are because it's not necessarily because practicing law is evil or the law firm's evil. it's because lawyers are not good managers. They're graded, they grade each other with compensation. People that build the most hours and have the most business make the most money. People that are the biggest and most demanding firms make the most money. That's how you're rewarded with a paycheck. but that's not something that's necessarily good for your spirit. And again, attorneys that manage others inside of law firms are often the ones that aren't the highest paid. They're the people that are the associate development managers, or the your summer associate attorneys to help. Is, they're the ones that bring in the most money. Typically, the ones that are given the highest prestige. And, and lawyers, most of them, do not me- measure themselves based on management surveys and things, and or like hours bill, or but that's how they. Um, they manage themselves based on hours building books of business. and it's just different than professional managers. and professional managers inside of companies are judged by how happy people are working with them. and and law firms believe that they're paying a lot of money to their attorneys, and therefore they can do whatever they want with them for the most part in terms of the work and they can be mean and and they're not all like that, of course, but this lawyers not talking to managed people. It's just how it is. and uh, and therefore they attorneys speak of feeling abused and Never knowing their status and and that sort of thing, and not feeling valued, and, and it's the opposite of companies. Companies, not all companies, but run companies try to emphasize these sorts of things more than than others. And and law firms tend to uh, believe, especially for associates, that they don't involve most of them in the business side of things where they would. It might be happier if they just believe that they're worker bees, and it's one of the things that I don't like, and you notice a lot when lawyers get into the business world is they often will bring this law firm training with them. So what happens is they become secretive about things with their staff. They they put people into different piles. This is the enemy. This is a good or bad person. They um, they believe that paying high salaries is the way to get what they want. They often expect people to follow their orders, and and they're more focused on conflict than necessarily reaching agreement. So one of the keys of good leadership, by the way, and I'm just putting this on this aside, or for people that are happy in this world even, is being able to have people to, to be someone that walks into a room and and you try to find agreement, and make everyone happy. This is what the best people in most professions are able to do, by the way. This is what the greatest leaders and things you walk into someplace and everyone Is happy and you, instead of creating conflict and pointing, you make everyone happy. And this is not what lawyers do. They walk into rooms and there's conflict and there's enemies. And this is just how the thought process works. That's why a lot of times they're not good managers and good managers do the opposite. And then lawyers, again, are never exposed. This is one reason they make the the business side of stuff in most law firms. It's they never know the lawyers are secretive, so they never learn about things like revenues, expense management challenges of hiring, marketing, expansion plans, all these sorts of things. Instead, they tend to be working at their desk and and they, they get their information a lot of times, not through direct reports like you would if you worked on a public company where all this information is public, where you just get it based on rumors and different sort of gossip blogs and things. And and. And so law firms often keep the majority of their staff and even their partners under a cloak of secrecy where they're giving them very little information. Whereas in a company, most companies, all this information is public, a lot of them public companies. And and it's funny when I speak to senior associates, a lot of times they'll brag that they've been on some client pitches or things are looking up because of uh, a because they were able to go on some pitches. And this is their exposure to the business side. And in the business world, these sorts of things happen with astonishing regularity. And from the time you join a company, you're you're exposed to this stuff. Law firms just don't teach attorneys very much about businesses. And, And again, it's just how that works. And I don't know. Let's see
0: here. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question.
1: Yeah. And the other thing too, I just would say that the whole business mindset work with uh, every year. There's a lot of attorneys that go to very prestigious business schools, whether it's Michigan or UCLA or Chicago, or but attorneys will always decide that maybe they don't like practicing law and they want to go to business school. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them do horribly in business school. I don't know why. They just don't pick up the thought processes and, and they don't have the right mindset. And I don't know what it is. But then when they try to get jobs in on-campus recruiting, even with these really good law, business schools, they typically don't do very well. And so then they decide to go back to practicing law. I don't know why that is. I think it's that, again, I don't know. But what I would say is that a lot of businesses pick up on this and maybe they don't have the right type of mindset. Another thing that is important to understand is lawyers are often followers as opposed to leaders. And again, that's not all lawyers, but it's a different type of characteristic is this risk aversion leads them to coming up with new ideas. A lawyer needs to, uh, entrepreneurs to find someone, something no one else is doing, exploiting this need. A lot of attorneys go to the practice of law and they stay practicing law because it appears to be safe. And an attorney can get a job with a lot of, with hundreds of you know, law, large law firms. She's gone to a good law school and done well. But the, and, and they'll do well in a law firm if, if they're able to follow the, follow the rules. But inside law firms and most legal environments, there's not a lot of rewards for independent thinking. most legal environments tend to be pretty conformist and they attract a certain type of person who tends overall to be quite conservative. And I'm willing to rock the boat. If you meet the most successful lawyers, and I'm not I say this with respect, but the most successful lawyers at the very largest and the most prestigious firms are pretty dry and very dry. They're not uh and especially in certain practice areas, that they're not the most exciting, and especially the better the law firm. A great law firm. I don't know, you know, the names, but you know, I talked to partners that gave us polk and places like that. And and I find them I' I'd be and again I' might using Davis Polk as an example really good firms like that and they're very dry it's rewarded it's not being excited and, and stuff is not this is how excel many times like that and and if you're not like that you'll be rejected spit out from a really good legal environment like a virus and then you won't like it and, and again there's a lot of tolerance in law firms for diversity and when but Diversity is about, not necessarily about having entrepreneurial tendencies. And I guess is one of the things I would say. Now, does that mean that the law firm would allow someone to be there that doesn't have a Of course? But, but the, the diversity doesn't necessarily mean the type I'm talking about. Lawyers work for clients. They serve their servants. And again, I'm not criticizing that, but they're servants and they're expected to ask a certain way. And that's what a lawyer does. And the more important the client is, the more of a servant you are. And that's just, you're someone that's working for a very successful people. Even the the most, I was sued once by Tom Girardi, who was, I don't know if you guys know, but he went to, I fired this accountant that was working for me that was coming into work at 130. But he was, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I got to fire this guy. So I fired him. And then he hired Tom Girardi to sue me. And Tom Girardi at that point was the most connected Personal injury attorney in the history of Los Angeles, making you know, tens of millions of dollars a year, and this guy sued me on behalf of his friend, and I couldn't believe it. Like he was showing up at all the hearings, he was reachable, he was, and it was just nuisance lawsuit. And but he was a servant and acting like it. He was showing up in court and bow, bowing his head, and I don't know why he was doing this favor for his friend, but it was a stupid case and ended up settling for hardly any money. But, but the point is, is that this is how lawyers are and they're servants. And this guy should have been talking down to me and all sorts of things, but that's not how he was. And so I go to conferences all the time. And and when I go to conferences, I not all the time, but I, enough. And I'm always talking to people or seeing people that started successful businesses. And in almost all cases, these are people that are seeing something that's not being done in the world and which can be done better. And then the, their interest is always... They have an overriding interest in changing something so strong that they're almost they're literally willing to risk everything and to look different to do that thing they don't care what other people think about them and they stick out they'll stand up in the middle of a a, a, an auditorium and talk with passion about their idea they don't care what other people think about them and the the ridicule failure looking different and upsetting the status flow to get things done and this is not how attorneys think by the way most attorneys do not think this way and i'm just going to are going to be a little bit different than that
0: that's all the time we have for this edition of the show if you are an attorney looking for a change head on to bcgsearch.com